Welcome to the Benwood Johnson Podcast. You can visit Dr. Johnson's blog at benwoodpost.com. Dr. Johnson's works can be found at drbenwoodjohnson.com. You can also support Dr. Johnson on Patreon, the link to which is in the description. Welcome back to the Benwood Johnson Podcast. Uh, today is April 1st, uh, 2019, and this is podcast number 24. Uh, actually, it is not April Fool. Uh, the Benwood Johnson Podcast is back. So uh, this is going to be our third season. And in this one, we're going to talk about law, philosophy, uh, society, uh, ethics, education as well. Jean-Paul Sartre, you name it. Welcome back. And uh, we're going to have a, a productive season one more time. Uh, for this particular session today, we're going to be talking about social media. Uh, it is one of the talk of, 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 of the century, if you will. Recently, I was watching a few videos on YouTube about the rise of social media. And I've seen how uh, people talked about, uh, you know, the, the demise of society, how the Internet is causing chaos and, and it is weakening havoc in, in society. Uh, I've even heard a couple of Google executives uh, talk about how technology is bad. Um, but th that sort of, you know, made me think a little bit about how uh, the Internet or technology in particular uh, has sort of changed uh, the equation in terms of how society is, is, is structured. It has also changed the direction of society. So in this particular podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about technology in the Internet and in terms of how it, it has changed the world and wh what it is. is. Is it something bad or is it something good? So in this podcast, I sort of delved into the, the pros and cons, uh, most of the pros, uh, you know, from a philosophical standpoint, of course, uh, you know, about you know, technology and particularly social, social media and, and the Internet. So without further ado, let us delve right into it. Now, uh, there is an ongoing debate about, uh, you know, the evolution of society, okay? That debate centers around the idea that society has changed, um, you know, not for the better, rather for the worse. And the argument that is often presented to corroborate that view is the understanding that society is headed in the wrong direction. Uh, members of society, people, are easy prey. And they are easy prey because of the nature of the human brain, of the human mind. And the human mind is easily manipulable, is vulnerable to manipulation. Okay? So in other words, the human brain, a person, is easy to be forced, to be coerced, 
it's easy to impose a certain way, a certain worldview because of this natural vulnerability in the human mind. And they tie that to, to the understanding that uh, the human being has a free will and one of that is the human being wants to be adored, wants to be loved, wants to be liked. And this vulnerability has created the demise or has led to the demise of the human species as, as a whole. In other words, the fact that the human brain is so vulnerable, is so open to suggestion, to manipulation, it makes it easier to be manipulated. And because of that manipulation, society is heading in the wrong direction today. And the question one must ask is, what does that mean? Or what does it all mean? When, when, when people are talking about society, and they're trying to explain to you that the society was supposed to be a certain way, and the fabric of society has changed for the worse because society is no longer the way it was supposed to be. And the human brain, or the human, the human being himself, is now vulnerable. And the major culprit they point out to explain, at least to illustrate that, that deprivation, if, if you will, is the internet, is social media. Now, I am not going to defend social media. This is not this conversation. And I don't think I will ever have such a conversation. I don't think there's a value to social media on its own. Okay? But what I'm here to do is to talk about the underlining factors of society's demise, if demise there is. To me, the change in society has little or nothing to do with the fact that the human brain is vulnerable, weak, open to subject suggestion, manipulation. I don't think that's what it is. The human mind has always been that way. In fact, if the human mind were not vulnerable, we wouldn't have society in the first place. The reason society exists in and of itself, it is because of that vulnerability. Back in the days, it was fear. Fear of, of being hurt. And people gathered, agreed to be, to live in, in a community because it was the only way to protect one another. Fear. And because of that, the individual mind was secluded. The individual way of looking at the world was banished, was banished, was not allowed. It was not okay to be an outlier. You were an anti-social, psychotic, if you will. It's a disease, they say, when you don't want to be like anybody else, when you want to be individual. Yet, in the conversation today, they're talking about you have free will. Well, these concepts do not go together. You cannot talk about free will within the context of society. If you have a society, you don't have free will. 
That's the only reason society exists. It is because you are manipulable. Okay? The collective has owned your individuality if it existed at all. Okay? So this idea that the internet has caused society to drift in the wrong direction is it's a fallacy. Because at the end of the day, it is a form of the internet that created society in the first place. Now we're, we're seeing a transition between the old ways and the new ways. That's what we're seeing. We're not seeing the end of the world as they're predicting. That's not what it is. It is the beginning of a different world. It is the beginning of a different society, which is still under control, but a control that is no longer in the hands of the traditional masters. Okay? Nowadays, social media gives the opportunity for anybody to have a voice. Even though that voice may be or may not be the voice you wanted to hear. But it is nevertheless a voice. And that allows the entity who has such a voice, who voices such a voice, to be outside the loop of conformity. That individual does not conform to the expectations of the collective anymore. Okay? That's the danger. The danger is not the fact that the individual is drifting away from the collective. It is the fact that the collective has no control over the individual. And it creates a new form of control, which the individual still doesn't have any control yet. But those who use to control the individual, they feel threatened. That's what it's, it's a threat. Social media, technology, the internet is a threat. It's a threat to the traditional control. It's a threat to the traditional way society controlled your thoughts, your life, your way of being. Okay? Now you could relate your own experience to the world around you. You could add to your reality, to somebody else's reality. You can contrast, compare. You can see the world is not the same for everybody. There's no uniformity. Thereby, we cannot conform to the point that conformity has been done for years. Technology is not a threat. Technology is an opportunity. Social media, the internet, it's an op they are opportunities to have a different world. We need to embrace that difference. We need to embrace that new world and adapt and adjust. The response is not censorship. The response is not to say we're not going to allow this guy to have a voice or that gal to have a voice because that voice is different from the voice we've always agreed or we've, we've, we've agreed to be heard. That voice is always going to come out still. Okay? So, so, so that, that's, I think it is important to understand what the debate is about. The debate is about control. Now, of course, we're still under control. The being is still under control because the being is inherently, the being is intrinsically under control. And there's nothing that can be done or that could be done about that. Okay? Because the possibility, the, the, if, if there were, let's say we were to consider an answer to, to not being under control. You would have to be in a world by yourself. And even then, you would still be under control. Nature would still control you. You still wouldn't be free. The concept of free will, it's a fallacy that people like to say, but they know they don't have it. Okay? They know it doesn't exist. It's, it's a fallacy. It's, it's, it's a way of looking at the world that makes us happy, finding dandy when we know for a fact there's no such a thing. Okay? There's no such a thing. 
But the bottom line is this. The idea that the internet or social media is eroding society, it's a fallacy. There's no way the internet could erode society. What is happening now is that the traditional masters are no longer in control. Okay? So, the, 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 there is still control, but it's a new form of control. But the way they're responding to it is they're alienating themselves. They're not embracing that technology in terms of how it applies to the new world. That's a new reality for the humankind, for the human species as a whole. So we need to embrace that reality, adjust and adapt to it. If our response to it is by censoring those who think shouldn't have a voice, then we'll give them all the, all the reasons to have a voice. Okay? So and I think at the end of the day, the idea that social media is destroying society is, is a fallacy. Yes, to some extent there's a change, and we, we could argue that that change is somewhat destroying society in terms of its old ways. But society will still exist. Society will still be around. And there would still be control. Right now, instead of being controlled by one, one person, it is more likely that you could be controlled by 2,000, by 2 million. But you are still under control. So, at the end of the day, you are controlled. There's still control to be had. And like I said, the human brain is inherently manipulable. Uh, it is easily manipulated and it is by design. It is nature. It is by design. Because the human mind is to be, was designed to adapt and adjust based on what it needs. Okay? On the, on the needs of the individual. So we will never be able to get away with that. It is impossible. What we could do is we could mitigate who gets to control the mind. We could mitigate who gets to decide what the mind thinks or how the mind thinks. I would rather see nature controlling me than to see Joe Smoke controlling me from a distance. I don't want nobody to, be, to control me. If nature controls me, I'm fine. To me, the relationship with nature is, is fine. It's a natural relationship. But the relationship where Joe Smoke controls me, that's an, an unhealthy relationship for me. It probably it would benefit Joe Smoke, but it would not benefit me in the end. So yeah, there will still be control, but I would prefer a natural control than the social control itself. So that we have to think about when we hear people talking about uh, you know how society is drifting away from what it was, from what it is, and what it might be. Okay, I think this is important to take that into account.